0: Alright, welcome in everyone. This is the Fantasy Burners podcast. We're going to uh, put the pads on, mouthpiece in, blow in the whistle, and here we go. My name is Brandon. And I am Matt. And tonight, we have a uh, special surprise guest with us. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second. Um, we're going to start uh, just talking about our surprise guest a little bit here, let him uh, introduce himself and go over some of the intro stuff. Uh, and then we're going to jump into our auction that we had. So it's our uh, league of record, our dynasty auction that we do every year. Uh, It's a pretty, pretty big deal, right? It's uh, available uh, cap space that we have free agents that are on uh, that would Typically be on the wire, but they're just not rostered at the beginning of the season. So we actually have a we have an auction. It's an open auction, um, so you can bid as much as you want uh, with still maintaining your thirty player roster. And um, yeah, I think I think tonight's events were pretty fun. So we'll we'll get into some of the the specifics on that. Um, But at this time, I'd like to go ahead and turn it over to our guest, uh, Mr. Scotty McFarland. He is Mr. McGiblets. Scotty, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. Uh, before I talk about myself, cause I'm a narcissist, I do want to give you guys a shout out as a uh, podcast addict. I listen to podcasts basically from when I wake up at five in the morning, uh, to when I log off work, you know, around six and the product you guys have been able to put out just immediately. I was blown away by, I, I shouldn't have expected any less from two, uh, Rayburns best in the biz. But uh, if anyone wants to find me, I'm on Twitter at Scott wildcat. And I also have been doing a uh, podcast for a while. I I, I do a K state sports fan podcast called Bosco's boys. Uh, You guys are at like episode four Um, on Monday. We're going to drop our 200th episode. And we have done at least one episode every single week dating back to K state beating Kentucky back in the NCAA tournament a while back. So uh, we're, we're pretty proud of making it through all the off season, all that type of stuff. And we're ramping up for a college football season, but I'm excited to talk a little fancy football
0: with uh, two of my favorite
1: league mates.
0: Yeah, Scotty, that's awesome. I, I, you know, um, I know, I know you and Matt have been connected for, for a while, um, you know, I, from a, from a podcast following perspective, I haven't been following for a long time, a lot of fantasy stuff, but uh, you know, I know on, on Twitter, you guys have been uh, pretty connected for a while. So yeah, you can, you can find a lot of replies and responses um, from, from Scotty directly on uh, our feed as well. So um, if you, you can't remember, uh, we'll plug, go ahead and plug it again, Scotty. What's the, what's your, yeah. what's your podcast?
1: It's at Scott Wildcat. It's dating back to the first uh, email address I got back in uh, fifth grade at Cox.net. That's not active anymore, but at Scott Wildcat, two T's, no spaces, no underscores, just Scott
0: Wildcat. Excellent. Yeah, great great read on his Twitter feed. I posted a lot of stuff on there, and then obviously, uh, you know, great podcast going on 200 episodes. So, uh, Matt, you want to say anything else to that?
2: uh yeah i mean even uh he's he's a great podcaster but an, an even better individual um scott and i have been uh been friends since uh 2014 <laughs> um and yeah and yeah somebody has stayed my friend for that long <laughs> um some of us have to yeah well you're yeah you're related so <laughs> deal with it um no scotty is scotty's one of my favorite people in the world um and we're gonna uh yeah so um he's he he does a great job on his podcast. Just uh everybody everybody take a listen to to Bosco's boys. Um if you if you want some good K State content.
0: All right, let's jump let's jump into the auction, Matt.
2: We yeah, so we had our uh we had our inaugural auction draft uh for uh for the year. Um and this is like Brandon said, this is where we where we bid on players that are out on the free agent market where people didn't want to Uh, necessarily keep them at their designated salary price um, for, for year over year. Um, And uh, we just, we, we literally just completed that. Um, And what I wanted to discuss here at the opening was um, just the importance of having a a face-to-face with um, some of your buddies, you know, especially in times like this. And, and I think uh, you guys can touch on this as we, as we go here too, but um, you know, making sure to keep contact with some of your, you know, a lot of times we get in leagues with some of our closest buddies. Um, and uh, sometimes that, that connection is, is something that people hold really near and dear. Uh, I know I do with a lot of leagues that I'm in. Um, it, it might be the the one or two times, you know, during a week where I contact somebody, you know, you throw out a trade to a guy and then you just talk about life and do all those things. So um, I just want to discuss real quickly, uh, you know, the importance of having something that you guys can all revolve around. And it's a, it's a community, right? So, um you, you're you you know get a group of friends together uh and start a start a league together start a keeper league start a dynasty league, start whatever league you can um to get together just to stay connected uh, i think it's super important um it gives you a reason again to just come back to that well, bring up old stories about each other, harass each other every now and again um over a you know a silly a silly trade that you made or a a stupid pickup that you might have made um different things like that. And I think it's just I think it's really important um, to have that connection with people outside of, you know, your day to day task. Um, and, and, you know, Scott and I um, maybe haven't seen each other in what's it been probably eight months, Scott, at this point? Who? I, I, big 12 tournament. Well, yeah,
1: it's been big 12 tournament of 2019. Oh, geez. So it's yes, been it like was 20 months.
2: Yes. Um, but but Scott and I. But and and here's where I hark back to it. Scott and I talk at least once every two to three weeks. I mean, just just over random stuff, right? So, um, and a lot of that connection is driven by the fact that we're in this big dynasty league where a lot of things matter, uh, and and we run it year round. Um, so it gives us a reason to connect um, across, you know, across the entirety of the year. Um, and then we just start talking about how each other is doing uh, in their personal life. So. In this time, you know, COVID's happening, 2020, everybody just wants to get through it. Um, find some people to hook onto, make a league, get, you know, get together regularly and just, just have those kind of candid con- conversations with each other um, where you talk about life, but you also talk about something fun like fantasy
0: football. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matt. I was sorry. I was tearing up there a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> some pretty emotional stuff there. Good, good job. All right. So let, let's jump into, uh, I think, I think some of the the fun stuff to talk about today is going to be sort of our big dollar ones. I want to, you know, we've, we've touched on the three running backs. We touched on the three quarterbacks and there's going to be some uh, obviously some uh, questions there about some, some dollars spent on uh, one in particular. Um, I'm questioning it myself. Um, And then, and then let's talk about some of the, uh, what we, I think what we can can consider steals of the draft. So uh, there were some players that, definitely went for less than, uh, what they were supposed to. There were also some players that were maybe stolen, uh, from some other uh, owners in the league, um, as, as needs, uh, for other, uh, for other owners. Right. So, um, you know, if, if somebody really needed somebody, but they didn't have enough dollars, uh, Matt had a lot, um, to, to pick up extra players that, uh, you know, would have otherwise been, uh, you know, maybe a handcuff for for another team. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get into those two, and then I think we should have a little bonus section. Uh, I, let's go into wasted dollars. I think there's a couple of wasted dollars that were spent out there, and these might be some folks that are dropped pretty early on. So as far as the auction goes, um, there really wasn't much reason to pick them up for the amount that they were picked up for. Uh, but we can talk about those. So let's jump into the big three, the running backs. So David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Todd Gurley. Those were the those were the top three. So Mr. Johnson went for $43. What do you guys what do you guys think about that?
1: So David Johnson, at least coming into this, was my number one of those three. Um going at $43, you see it is $10 bucks higher than anyone else went in our league, and he immediately becomes one of the most expensive running backs. I'm trying to cruise along here. I think he might be the third highest paid running back, again, coming off of what was a disappointing year last year. I know because he he was on my team last year. Um, but you got to think he's going to have a big bounce back in Houston. I think that's why most folks in our league probably had him as the number one running back of those three. Um, I'm just a little surprised with his – you know, tie to cash situation. Most folks were in that he got up above that $40 mark.
0: Yeah. Just as a note, uh, you were correct. He is the number three. So Christian McCaffrey f- is fairly the number one at, at 56. Number two is Ezekiel Elliott at 52. And then David Johnson comes in at solid number three at 43. And then from there it's Fournette, and Gordon Kamara at 40, 40 and
2: 38. And he'll definitely, he'll definitely perform that. Uh
0: Matt? I think we lost Matt.
1: Yeah, uh, we did lose <laughs> Matt. And I think, I think what I was going to say is something similar to where he was going to go. I think when you're in a dynasty keeper league where it's not just, hey, keep three keepers. It's, hey, if you want to and you can fit it, you can keep your entire roster. I think most of the time anyone above a you know a $10 level might not perform to their salary. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, in leagues like this, and you truly are drafting either for need or just to keep someone desperately away from a rival inside the league.
0: Yeah, and in and in fairness, right the the owner that picked up David Johnson also has uh, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. So um, I honestly, and. I mean, they're, they're obviously getting up there in, in dollars and who knows what's going to happen with Dalvin cook in Minnesota. Um, I mean, Derek Henry is obviously a beast, uh, but you know, it's, I think it's an interesting pickup. Um, So this is, this is the, I think this is this owner's number three for sure Um, to spend that much draft uh, to spend that much of the salary cap on that player um, is a bit questionable um, but, I, I think you're right. There's probably some strategy involved there to keep that, to keep that person out of being somebody else's number two. Um, maybe, maybe that was the strategy going into it. So Matt, we lost you there. I think we got you back. Did you have anything yeah, that I'm you back. wanted to add with, with, uh, David Johnson? No, you're pretty high on him.
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely wanted him on my team. Um, but I, yeah, I was not willing to go with the number three running back salary for sure. So,
0: yeah. All right. Um on Bell. Uh the number 2 out of those 3 at at $33. Let's let's dive into that. Scotty, you got any anything to say on Bell?
1: I I mean, I think uh I think I wasn't the only one because the opening bid was that $33 if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> so okay, I right. I think if you want to talk uh wasted dollars, I mean, I I think I and you know, as someone who brought in Sam Darnold, uh, just because I had horrible injury luck with quarterbacks last year, I'm probably not as low on the Jets' offense as you two are. But 33 bucks right out of the shoot, I, I just, I just kind of laughed to myself because no, no one's touching Bell for 33 bucks. he had the blow up at practice just this week, and he got pulled out of the scrimmage. I, yep. that, that's the biggest head scratcher of the entire night for me.
0: He, he comes in at number nine salary. The, the great thing about that, similar to his $65, uh, salary that Matt actually had him for, um, he's gonna stay at $33. So in, in our league, um, if you perform at, at or lower than your, Uh, Salary cap ranking comes out. So, so he's currently ranked number nine from a salary perspective, but if he performs at ninth or lower, his salary will stay, his salary will stay the same. If he performs better, his salary will go up. Uh, His salary is going to stay the same. So the good thing is, is who, you know, the, the owner of, uh, Le'Veon Bell has, should have a lot of confidence in knowing that 33 is all that that he will ever pay for him, um, I think his, uh, he has zero trade value. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a very much a head scratcher for me too. Um, I don't think I would have spent that capital, uh, but you know, not my team. So I just get to, uh, sit back and, and, uh, kind of laugh at the pickup, Matt, anything on bell? We lost there for a second again. So anything, anything on bell?
2: My, my connections killing me, but I think, uh, yeah, I think somebody said something about trade value. I honestly think his, his highest net worth is going to be, if he does get traded, we've seen uh, different speculation come out. You know, uh, you've got David Montgomery dealing with a groin issue in Chicago. If he goes out of the Adam Gay system and gets out of New York, um, I think that 33 maybe gets more palatable. But uh, I, yeah, at $33 in the Jets offense,
0: I, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. So yeah, it's a pretty big gamble hoping that he goes to a team that's going to fully utilize him. All right. Todd Gurley uh number 3 off the board uh from a dollar's perspective at 24. So I'm I'm actually going to jump in and and comment on this one. Um I was going for for Todd Gurley but unfortunately I was maxed out at 24, couldn't go any higher than that. Um I probably would have spent closer to the 30 mark. Um that would have put him in about the top 10 or eleven, I think maybe is where it would have landed him from a salary perspective. I feel like in Atlanta he can perform at that. So there was some, you know, we talk about coach speak. There was some coach speak that came out about fully utilizing uh, Gurley from a um, his perspective. So, uh, the coach came out and said that they were going to give him the rock 15 times, um, not including the amount of pass catching that he's going to be able to do from that. He would be able to do from Matt Ryan. So, um, I, I really, I'm, I'm still high on Todd Gurley. I think he's going to do great. I think 24 is actually a pretty good value for him at what you're going to get, um, with that dollar amount. So, um, I, I, I feel like it was a pretty, pretty good pickup, um, for, Mr. Scotty, Scotty, um, we'll actually let's transition over to Matt. Let's see what Matt thinks about the pick, and then you can kind of go into uh, why you spent what you did on him.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's okay, right? I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little bit upset that um, I didn't have an extra roster spot to pick up Brian Hill at the very end of it. So um, I chose Boston Scott. Uh, it was this is, it was it was my late, you know, my last pick kind of flyer of Do I take Boston Scott or do I take Brian Hill? Um, and I took Boston Scott, but. I am, uh, I'm, per previous episodes, I'm not very high on Todd Gurley. I'm not going to spend the, you know, I'm not going to spend the, the, the dollars on there. But also, Scott needed a running back. Scott needed to come out of this, out of this draft with one of those three running backs. Um, We knew he was going to be targeting uh, one of those running backs. I thought I'd be targeting one of those running backs, but um, the salaries that, that they went for, they just weren't, uh, they weren't in the realm that I thought that they could perform to, so um, I just I kind of let them go. So um, I don't hate it. And from a roster construction standpoint, he 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 needed a running back. So when you need a running back, you go get a running back. So
0: yeah, yeah Scott, uh, why'd you get Todd? <laughs> yeah, so,
1: so I I think everyone uh, I, Matt nailed it. I I I came into this draft thinking I was going to go after one of the top three. I had the cap, I came in with some money and I only needed three spots. I knew I was going to take two running backs and a wide receiver. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, Gurley ended up being the final one. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I probably would have gone all the way up to 35 bucks on him because at that point I already had gotten Julian Edelman. I knew I needed two running er yeah, I needed two running backs. Um, I was making sure I had the order of that. Right. Um, so I, I was going to come out with Todd Gurley no matter what. I was going to overpay for him if I needed to. Um, I in my head again, I you know I was five hundred last year. I'm I'm not a fantasy genius, but I I, I wasn't going to come out of the draft with you know extra cap space if I didn't need to. So um, wanted a running back. He was the last one of the big three, and I was just going to pay what it took to get him. And, but I will say I, I'm much happier with him at 24 than Bell. I would not have gone all i wouldn't have gone above twenty for Bell so all things considered i'm i'm happy with girl at twenty four
0: yeah and and just of note between those two players um last season uh, Matt I think you had bell for sixty five and I, I had Gurley for the majority. I've had him actually since, uh, the inception of our league, uh, I actually traded him, um, sometime April, May to Matt. He was at salary 51. So, um, pretty, pretty big cut on their salaries. Um, from a value perspective though, between those two, um, I think, I think Gurley takes the cake, um, with the exception of, as Matt brought up, if Le'Veon gets traded to say a Chicago, um, I think, I think Bell does get a little, like Matt said, a little bit more palatable. Um, I still, man, I still like Todd uh, at the dollar amount that you got him. I I think that's a great, I think that's a great pickup.
2: I think Bell, just to to give Bell a plug here, I think, I think he does have a little safer floor, right? I mean, you, you have to be on the field to score fantasy points. So we have to remember that Todd Gurley does have an injury history. Todd Gurley does have the only, the only history that we have of Le'Veon Bell missing games is him sitting out. So, um, it's, there is, I, I would, I, in the same scenario, I would put David Johnson, I, I would put the big three as David Johnson and then Todd Gurley and then Le'Veon Bell. Um, but if my roster construction was somewhere that I absolutely needed somebody that they had to be in my lineup, you probably have a safer floor with, Le, with Bell than you do with Gurley. Just knowing that he's, he's going to be on the field. Now, how Adam, how, how Gase uses him in that offense is another, another kind of conversation but um you know Gurley if he misses time he gets a zero so the the one
1: sorry I I just need to jump in for my guy uh Todd Gurley over the last two years uh, which is the only thing that the stats immediately pop up for me uh he only missed one game where he wasn't sitting out due to load management after the Rams had already locked up playoff position that was week six last year yeah he was a little banged up in week three and week 12 where he had to come out of the game early but he's not a guy who is missing straight up games on multiple occasions every year so i I think you're exaggerating just a tad the injury uh concern for him but i'm also a sensitive little girl since he just got drafted to my
0: team and fair, in fairness everyone has been talking about todd Todd Gurley's knee for the last, what, four years and it's held up. So, uh, you know, I think he's still there. Uh, interesting enough, uh, Le'Veon was actually pulled out of, out of practice due to a little bit of a hamstring, uh, a little bit of hamstring soreness. So, um, you know, those hamstrings can linger on for a bit, but, uh, you know, I, again, kind of looking back through, let's recap David Johnson, 43, Le'Veon Bell, 33, Todd Gurley, 24. Matt, which one would you take at those dollar amounts regardless of regardless of structure?
2: Uh, yeah, 43.
0: Johnson. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still squarely in the belt or in the, uh, girly camp, excuse me, at 24, at least expensive. And I think he's going to be the highest performing. Um, Scotty, what about you? I mean, I, I stopped bidding at,
1: for David Johnson when he hit 38. So I think, uh, I think my actions speak louder than my words yeah perfect (laughs) perfect
0: all right so uh let's move on to quarterback um we've got big ben we've got philip rivers and we've got cam newton so all three uh came off the board um all three were pretty close uh to you know to the dollar amount big ben went for 12 uh cam went for nine and philip rivers went for nine as well and matt save your wasted dollars for the wasted dollar section, but we will, we will talk about rivers then, but let's, let's go through the top three here. So big Ben at 12. um, What do you guys think of that?
1: I'll be honest. I, I, uh, if I could do everything over again, I probably wouldn't have packaged together some late round picks to bring in Sam Darnold at six and tried to get big Ben at 12. I think, of course, Big Ben has maybe one or two more years before he hangs it up and rides his motorcycle off into the sunset. But I think he could be a top five fantasy quarterback this year. I, I really do. I think he has the pedigree of having big years, and I think that might be a pick we look back on and be like, "Wow, that's that's a game or two in the win column."
0: Matt, Big Ben. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, I I agree with what Scott said. Um, he he could be in that in that you know top seven quarterback kind of kind of realm. Um, I, I and mean, we keep all, all these guys hit kind of the waivers because of injury, kind of that injury bug. So um, it was either a change of scenery or an injury bug, and he hit it because of the injury bug. Um, I, I I worry about him coming back. Now I don't worry so much that um, I wouldn't spend twelve dollars on him. Um, but Cam Newton got uh, got nominated before Big Ben did. So um, it, that's the that's the great thing about an auction draft is you don't necessarily get to decide how the order gets put in front of you. Um, you just have to attack your guys as they come up. Um, I, I don't hate Big Ben. Now we have to remember that uh, quarterback salaries are a little bit um, they're a little bit pushed down um, from your running backs and wide receivers top tier. Um, but they are going to keep creeping up as some of the other quarterbacks become free agents, um, as we get into some of this other stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, don't hate big Ben at 12. Uh, he, he's one of those. If he, if he booms, he booms. And if he busts, he's going to be a big, he's going to be a big bust. I um, he's just going to be a drain on your, uh, on your cap and on your, on your roster spot. So, um,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, I think $12 is probably a good value um, to, you know, to your point, Matt, any more than that, right? You risk, you do risk a a pretty significant um, hit to your, to your salary cap and your spending of players that you have to really leave yourself a bit flexible um, for, you know, waiver wire pickups, because there's going to be those players where, you know, you, you, one of your top receivers gets injured and you got to go pick up the next guy in the line that could potentially boom the, for the next three weeks. while your guy, you know, is nursing, a, you know, nursing a, a sore limb that, you know, can, can come back in, in four weeks, but you got to have that fill in until, until you get them. And if you don't have enough dollars or salary cap to pick up that potent, that potential fill in, um, then you're kind of stuck. I think 12 is good, um, for big Ben's value at the risk of, see him in a, him explode. So I think we're going to see it pretty early on. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't have the tendency to have boomer bust weeks. He's, he's, I mean, he's a high flyer. The guy has, has had, I don't think he has ever, has he hit 5,000 yards in a season? He's, he's come close. I think twice. Two, he's hit like 49. Yeah. He hit, he hit 5,000.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he was on my team. Back in 2018, I, I got him for like three bucks in the auction draft leading up to that. And then his salary, I think he was a, he might have been top five fantasy quarterback in uh, 2018. Five thousand yards, thirty five touchdowns. Well, and I think the rush for three.
2: Yeah, and the the four or five years before that, I think he broke four thousand as well. So he's he's been super yep. consistent with his yardage as well. So. Four
0: hundred and sixty two yards against Denver in week 12 of 2018 at 452 against Kansas city uh in week two of 2018 I mean the guy and and his lowest his lowest passing game was I'm trying to look through two 257 that year so his
2: so what you're saying is if he was if he was in the AFC west he would be the best quarterback of yeah.
0: all time <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked a little bit about the, uh, AFC West, uh, a couple podcasts ago, unfortunately. Uh, let's move on from that comment. Okay. So, uh, yeah, big Ben, I think is value at 12. Um, but it's, it's going to be, it's, it's risky, right? There is the injury risk, but I think if we see him come out week one and throw for 300 yards, I, I would have very little concern. Um, you know about plugging him in there pretty consistently week in and week out. Um, Okay. Uh, Cam, Matt, you, you got cam uh, you got cam first, right? Cam was the first three to come off the board. So why don't, why don't you go into that? You got him for nine. Do you feel like that's uh, was about your, your max on cam or were you going to go higher?
2: Uh, I mean, that was, that was about right. I mean, and I think that's his market value within at 12. Um, I, I look at it as a, you know, I have, I have Dak on my team. So I have my, I have uh, you know, my number two quarterback on my team. Um, I've also got Aaron Rodgers, who I think is uh, he's still going to be poised um, to be good for the next four years. He's, he's 36. He's going to be going into uh, maybe he's 37. He's, he's somewhere in that ballpark. So, um, he's got another three or four years left under his belt. Um, so the probability that Cam actually cracks my lineup is um, low except for bye weeks. So <laughs> I like him at nine because it gives me that rushing ability. Um, and we've already talked uh, extensively about Cam um, in, the, in the four. So uh, maybe it's you guys needing to tell me why nine is a bad number for Cam.
0: Um, so I, I've talked a little bit about Cam in, in the past weeks. Um, I'm just not convinced that he's uh, nine's not bad. Like I think, and especially with your position where you're at, you've got tons of cap space, so you could easily pick up anybody that you wanted to on the waivers. So I don't think there's much concern there. So I think, I think strategically that that's a fine play, Um nine was too high for me cam's not worth it to me and we'll talk about the other nine that i that was spent on on another quarterback that's coming up shortly and and our thoughts on that one but uh, nine was too much for me um especially considering that i felt like you were gonna i i thought he was one you're you know pretty close to big ben's value um for you um I, so i was thinking that you were just you were going to get him no matter what i didn't really want to uh go for him past that just in the off chance that you weren't going to spend uh, $11. Cause if I would have, if I would have pegged you at 10, um, I don't know if you would have given me 11 and I didn't want, I didn't want camp for 10. Um, so I don't think nine's bad for your position. I wouldn't have paid nine for him just because I don't think, I don't think the value's there. Um, I don't think the upside, uh, the ceiling is there for him. Scotty, any thoughts on that one? Yeah,
1: I, I think I'm, the inverse of you. I I think nine's fine, but where I'm at is, okay, what if he, he can stay healthy? What if uh, he gives this dynamic to Belichick that he had, he's never had at a quarterback uh, since he stupidly cut Michael Bishop all the way back in 2000. Um, (laughs) I mean, Bill, I, again, I, I, I think they're cheaters. I hate the Patriots, but I mean, he, he's, he can make a claim to being one of the best coaches in the history of professional football. So if he can figure something out for cam. He just, I, I'm different. I think he, there's a chance he may bust out uh, and light the world on fire, or he's going to suck and Stidham's going to be starting by week six. Um, I, I don't think there is an in-between. So I, you know, I, I'm different from you. I think there is a massive upside Um, but I don't think there's much of a ground. I think he's either going to be a big player or he won't be playing by midweek or by middle of the year.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay.
2: Yeah. And I would say, I would say that is that, that was my general philosophy going into it as well. I have, I have two guys. I've already filled my roster out with guys that are going to be my weekly, you know, my weekly ride or dies. Um, And I wanted to get the guy who could be, who I felt, if he booms, he could be a top five guy, and then not just like, not just the top five guy, but might be the guy, right? And you you have to have rushing ability to do that. So um, uh, that's why I side with Cam on on that portion of it, um, and why when he was the first one up for nomination uh, as the guy with the most salary cap to to give. Um, that's where that's that's why i went after him so
0: okay all right mr philip rivers so he came he came, he gross he, he came gross. in at nine dollars and i am going to give you my take on why i picked up mr philip rivers for nine dollars so we've talked about a little bit of We've talked a little bit about the Indianapolis offense. Um, I, they they are preseason going in with the top offensive line. Phillip Rivers has never really had an offensive line. It's always been pretty trashy. He Last season, they were third to last. Um, this season, he goes in with a pretty, pretty stacked offensive line. He will potentially, I think, have more time in the pocket than he's ever had before. He's not going to have to run around um, scared for his life and make some crazy throws off his back foot. Like uh, you know, Mr. Mahomes does quite often, not that he has to run for his life, but that he makes these crazy, uh, you know, off his back foot throws. Um, but Phillip rivers for me is definitely my bye week quarterback. Like he is, he is not, he's not my, he's not my starting quarterback. He's not my weekend week out. Um, so my quarterback position is Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz and Ryan Fitzmagic. I've got Mr. Fitzmagic for however many weeks he's going to be starting there um, before Tua takes the reins. So I have to be thinking about if he doesn't make it through my bye weeks for my quarterbacks, who's my guy going to be? Phillip Rivers is, if anything, he's consistent, right? If you look at his point scoring, um last year is the exception, but 2018, the guy scored almost 350 fantasy points. And pretty consistently scored above 20. Um, he had a couple of weeks where he was uh, 15, 17, 18. And then the last couple of weeks were just complete trash six weeks, 16 and 17. Um, you know, he scored one and seven points, but that's not where I'm looking to play him. Right. I'm looking to have him fill in for wins when he's on a buy and I'm having, having him fill in for Russell Wilson. when He's on a buy. He's my bye week quarterback. Um, assuming that, assuming that Mr. Fitzmagic is no longer the starter. Um, in uh in Miami so um that's that's why I picked up Philip Rivers is because he is he is going to be that consistent bi-week quarterback for me that I can plug in there and I can get 15 to 20 points out of him um, I didn't feel like uh Cam was is is pretty much guaranteed to do that for me so that's why I picked up Rivers nine bucks it's probably an overspend um, probably wasted some money, and I think uh, I think somebody helped drive the cost up on that a little bit. But uh, that's that's my that was my uh, theory for going into that. Scott
2: Scott, did that sound like a beer bet? <laughs> that sounded that sounded somewhat like a beer bet on a Cam versus a Philip. Yeah, Rivers.
1: I, I think you guys should do a beer bet on that. And uh, you know, I I will say this in in the defense of that draft pick, I'm trying to find was. Was Ben Roethlisberger? Did he share a bye week with one of the quarterbacks you already had?
0: Big Ben is week a, eight. eight.
1: No, he he didn't. Uh, okay, no, I can't defend that. When you so have yeah, six nine, when you have Ben Roethlisberger only going for three bucks more, in – again, every hindsight's twenty twenty. When you walk out of there with a little bit of cap room still to be had, I I think you. Uh, I think you should have chased a
0: little harder on Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's
2: that definitely sounds like yeah. a beer bet.
0: I'm not betting against Ben. I'll bet against Cam for sure. Uh Ben, no, Ben before he got injured, he the dude scored 400 points the previous season. So yeah, I'm not definitely not betting against Ben. I think you're right. Um I just I I saw Ben go up. I saw him going to double digits and I kind of honestly I kind of just tuned him out. I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna to continue to go up. He's not, he's not worth the value, I don't think. Um above that. Um but yeah, at that point I was kind of stuck that he was, you know, Philip Rivers was the only guy left on the board with the exception of Dwayne Haskins, um, which I did not pick up. Uh but uh you know Philip Rivers is he's not a big Ben. He's not gonna be as consistent um or consistently high. Uh, but I, I do feel like he's a consistent baseline for me in my bye week. So uh, that was the reason why, but beer bet, beer bet. So what's, what's the bet? Uh, overall points scored. Yeah. I'm good with that. I feel yeah. like, I, yeah,
2: six, six, six on six on cam. Over I, I'm fill. good with
0: that. Totally good with that. Lock it, it is in locked. All right. Okay.
2: Let's, um, Scott Scott you want to Scott you want to see if he wants to double down uh,
1: No, I'll I'll let the uh, brothers uh handle that. I, I I I have an addictive personality and if I start betting on uh, on this right now, I'll be I'll be betting on Australian league cricket before the end of the night.
2: <laughs> uh, <sighs> oh, you know you already have a couple outstanding <laughs> on Australian league cricket. I
1: I'm stuff. I actually was a big A-League soccer uh degenerate this past uh season,
0: so Mel- <laughs> Melbourne city. I have, I have no reference to talk about, uh, <laughs> any, anything outside of American football, pretty much. So, uh, all right. Uh, uh, go ahead
1: I, I was just gonna say it's a it's a dangerous world when you find yourself betting on snooker being played in new
0: zealand it's a bad place <laughs> uh you should probably restate rethink life choices for sure <laughs> that,
1: that's what happens when you're 28 have a disposable income and no dependence that's why we do beer and not money so that's smart that's smart <laughs>
0: All right. Uh let's let's transition a little bit, guys. So I, I think those were really like the 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 groupings um that had that I felt had a lot of value. There's we could probably well let's jump into wide receiver. We do have, I think, three wide receivers. Uh Matt, I think we we talked about them as the grouping as well. AJ Green, Marvin Jones, and Julian Edelman. Let's go let's go pretty quick on these. I think that they're they're pretty cut and dry. Um a j green uh, the, so just so it's officially announced the 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 bet was a push per per over under rules it was over under eighteen, and he came in at exactly eighteen so while
2: wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute while we have a special guest i think it's <laughs> I think it's only right if we allow the special guest to have some input on why somebody would set an over-under on an exact amount. Scott, go ahead and take it away. Well, you shouldn't.
1: I don't know if
0: there's any need to go into detail. Yeah,
1: I I, I remembered listening to that on your guys' pot, and I was like, okay, this is when you know you're dealing with (laughs) (laughs) non-degenerates. Because if you're you're going to set an over-under on something like that, you have to do a .5 so it's not going to end up in a push. Um, I I do want to say real quick on A.J. Green, I screwed up on the uh, on the auction interface. Uh, I I had 17 input on my initial bet. I tried to hit plus one. Well, you can't do that if you have a number in there. I would have driven that up to at least 22 before I would have gotten out. So, uh, you know, push. No one wins, and it's pr- it's probably lucky I had user error,
0: <laughs> or I'd be. Well, it's not like he he, he would be he'd be getting a refill on his bush lattes. But uh, unfortunately for him, Uh, you know what, Matt, I actually will leave this. uh, You know, what? we can leave this to our eight Twitter followers that we have. uh, And if you're one of them, you don't count. So (laughs) you cannot it cannot be you or I um, to we we should put this up as our first uh, Twitter poll. So I'm I'm actually good with putting this up as a Twitter poll, uh, if they think that 18 is a push or a win or a loss. I'm actually
2: like it will be. I think it will be. I think it will be pro- proposed as if somebody proposes a no. bet at an even number, at a at a at a solid number. Is the over under a hard line driven, or is there is there an actual no, push no. number? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll, no. I'll compose no, it nicely. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll do the editing. Don't worry. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so AJ Green went for 18, uh, Marvin Jones went for 10. Um, I'm pretty happy about my pickup there. I actually had him for 15 was considering about keeping him. Um, so I, I actually saved $5 on, uh, on my cap space there. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I think Marvin's going to uh, push up into the 200 point total, um, from wide receiver. He's, he's going to be a, I mean, guy is going to have weeks where he's going to score 30 and he's going to have weeks where he scores two. It's going to suck, but it is what it is. I've got him. Um, so I'm, I'm going to probably find ways to play him. Um, he's, he's going to be a bi-week receiver, a uh, fill-in guy for me for sure. Um, and then, uh, Julian Edelman. So we actually had sort of the trifecta. So all three, uh, folks that are on the, uh, on the podcast today had one of these three players. So, so Matt picked up AJ. I picked up, uh, Marvin Jones and, uh, Scotty picked up Julian Edelman. So, uh, Scotty good pickup at nine bucks. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a short lived ride with Mr. Edelman. I don't think he's got much left, but, uh, you know, for, for he, he's going to be the dump off guy for cam. Um, that's that's his role. Uh, I think I think we're going to see that pretty consistently. And I think he's going to I think he's going to have a pretty decent year uh, for for where he's going to be at. So where do you see him plugging into your lineup? Is he, he going to be a starter for you week in, week out? or Are you going to see him as a fill in guy?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's honestly going to depend, because when I look at my wide receivers, um, you know, I, I have two guys who I'm hoping are uh, going to be starting every week. I think Julio Jones is going to be my wife. Um, Thinking back to it, I have Keenan Allen. He has a big number. That's going to be 100% dependent on if any of the quarterbacks out in LA uh, can get him the ball. And then after that, it's going to be matchup driven or if anyone truly identifies himself. I know I have DJ Chark who Matt desperately wants. Um, He's probably – I'm going to be in the mix. Uh, you know, Jarvis Landry, okay. Is he still going to be that guy, or, or is Odell going to take up more of his share? Tyler Lockett, you know, there's some other wide receivers that are starting to there. Um, does he have to take a step back? Um, and then Sterling Shepard, uh, he's at least, in my opinion, I know, uh, at least someone on this uh, podcast doesn't agree. I think he's going to be the number one out in New York. Uh, So he, Julian's really going to be a matchup thing for me, or if he truly does develop into that guy, who's going to be grabbing eight balls a game and getting into the end zone every now and then he could find himself as a every week starter for me. I, there's just some unknown of how he's going to fit in with Cam Newton, but I I'm going to be fine. I I also said I wanted one of the big three wide receivers as well. Uh, So we'll see what happens, Uh, you know,
0: We'll yeah, see I happens. think, yeah, I, I think you're yeah, set up pretty good Keenan Allen. Actually, I think his value just went up. Uh, so Mike, Mike, uh, Williams has a, uh, minor injury. I'm not sure what it is, but he's, he's going to be out for uh, a few weeks to start the season. So I think Keenan Allen's going to have some pretty good value there at the beginning of the season, uh, more than he normally already does. Uh, DJ Chark is obviously a monster, um, and Julio Jones. So I, th- I think you got your top three with those guys. uh, the Giants are as hot garbage as Houston, so i, I wouldn't be too excited <laughs> about Shepard um, landry yeah i 'm with you it, it all depends on what, what odell 's doing out there um, yeah I mean, and then Seattle obviously Tyler lockett 's pretty consistent so and then john brown 's kind of a wild card for you too. I mean, I think my boy Stefan Diggs is going to you know overtake that number one spot, but uh, you know john John Brown I think is a is a pretty interesting play as well, so I think you've got you got some you got some young guys. Um, so to th- kind of throw it out there as a wild card, I think Julian Edelman, um, you know, he's got a he's got a pretty safe floor. So you know, if you need that guy to throw in there um, on your bye weeks, I think he's a pretty good one to toss in there or somebody gets injured. Yeah, no, I I think we'll be
1: all right. And I I'll give some insider stuff uh, to anyone listening. John Brown is going to be a possible early cut for me if it looks like he is not going to get some of the targets because. <laughs> it, it all depends. It all depends. I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I know uh, Matt hates Josh Allen, but I think he's going to be airing it out. And if if uh, John Brown isn't getting uh, his touches early, he might be one of my early uh,
0: cap cuts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Matt. Any anything or uh, Scotty, anything that you guys want to want to talk about about the three the wide receivers there? Anything to wrap that section up there, for us? Yeah,
2: I'm just. Yeah, yeah, I'm just mad that Scott held on to DJ, DJ Chark <laughs> and didn't give him to me, so I'm still a little bit about that, and I probably will be, uh, if you guys listen to this for the next 365 days, you'll probably hear about you it. still haven't
1: then. made me an offer I couldn't refuse.
2: Oh, well, I mean, I think I threw in a hug and kind words and all sorts of stuff, but, you're a tough man to please, Scott McFarlane.
1: And especially since I don't value draft picks, you can dump a bunch of those on me.
2: That's true. That's true. <laughs> I couldn't give him a fifth and sixth round draft pick. for <laughs> when
0: when when is your next because, when I is this, I poo poo on those, Scotty? When is your next next rookie draft pick coming, due? Did you didn't have any this year, did you?
1: I I've never made a draft pick in our in That's our amazing. league. Um, I think. I think, I think I only he... maybe have like a fifth round for even next year. So I'm not going to make one next year. <laughs> oh, that's great.
2: I don't think you do. I think you unloaded that oh, yeah, in to, the, in that yeah, last trade you made. Grab,
1: uh, Darnold, I and, <laughs> yeah to grab Darnold. And honestly, that's I, right. I just got to confess. I spooked myself when it came to grabbing him because I, I got, I, I, there was a week I couldn't even field two quarterbacks because I had injuries and different issues. So In hindsight, I spooked myself getting rid of some of those draft picks for Sam Darnold, especially seeing uh, how how low some of the quarterbacks went that are just starters. Because I just grabbed him because I don't know. I spooked myself. I get in my own head, guys. I hate it.
0: I'm just
2: you could because because you hate rookies. rookies
0: You could have had you could have had Dwayne Haskins for a dollar. Just so you know. I don't think. I, I think Alex yeah, is or, going to
1: win that starting job. Mm.
0: Hot take. <laughs> hot take. Uh, t- hey, 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 dude, we're not there, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. We're time? not there yet. Cool, your jets. All right. So we talked about the big. We Spoiler talked alert. about the big three RB. We talked about the th- big three QB. We talked about the big three wide receiver. Let's get into. Uh, let's get into some of the steals. So, um, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to start off my steals, um, actually k- both of them, because I, I think someone on this podcast had somewhere got some insider information and picked up some folks that I was targeting for a dollar, uh, Mr. DJ Dallas. Uh, so this is a – I, I talked about him on, on the podcast on Tuesday, the episode that we aired on Wednesday. Um, DJ Dallas, I think, has a, has a pretty good future in Seattle. So if you look at the depth chart, he's not actually even on it. Um, but he's a rookie that they picked up, I believe, in the fourth round. Um, you know, he he profiles really closely to Chris Carson. I, I've already talked about all this. So I'm not going to go real deep into it. But I think in two years, you're going to see he has the potential to be the starting running back in Seattle. And that is a huge – I think that's a huge opportunity. He's going to stay at the – Matt, what you get him for? $2? $2. He's going to stay – he's $2. going to stay at the $2 mark. Uh, until at least twenty twenty two and by then that two dollars could be looking very very good um that i think was a was a pretty solid pickup um so that's that 's i think one of the one of the steals of the draft
2: he he won 't be on my bench by twenty twenty two so
0: he 'll be on mine then <laughs> all right what 's uh scott scotty you got a steal of the draft for us
1: yeah so i I said it in our group zoom. And I, Alan Lazard, I kind of had in my head, if, if numbers were going to, if auction prices were going to drive up higher than they ended up doing, I had Alan Lazard in the back of my mind of, okay, if I, if I couldn't get one of the big three wide receivers, I was going to just wait, wait, wait and grab him. Um, the number two guy out at green Bay, he's young. Um, I, I think there's a real chance that that becomes one of the biggest steals. And then I, again, I hate to do it because uh, you know both these guys are with Matt. But I, 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 100% think between Alex Smith or Nick Foles, one of those guys is going to have the starter job at their uh, at their team. And if you can get a starting quarterback for a buck, uh, I, I think that ends up being a steal.
0: Yeah.
2: Matt. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, I agree completely. I love both of the quarterbacks (laughs) that I picked up.
0: Steal of the draft.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I think maybe here's a, right. Here's a note, um, to all the commissioners out there. Um, so we had, I had a technical difficulty when Alan Lazard came up. You guys know that I was, uh, decently high on Alan Lazard. He was my number one, uh, kind of dart throw target. Um, so, um, if you guys are running this is to the fantasy community so um just a a side note if you guys are running a draft and you as the commissioner have the power to uh pause a draft when it was a uh when it was a snafu on your part and your system went down and it was your fault um don't take that as an advantage right if that was somebody else in the league that didn't that that you don't think would have that same advantage uh don't don't exercise your power, right? So uh Brandon uh put him up for a dollar and everybody's going, Why are you letting this guy go for a dollar? Well I had a connection issue that happened. Um and so when I got back in, uh I, you know I made the I made the executive I definitely wouldn't have let him go for a dollar if I'd been in in the draft and all, everything was operating correctly. Um and so uh, kind of my tidbit is, you know, just because you have power, don't don't execute all of, you know, don't, don't exercise all of that power, um, against your league mates because that's just going to create animosity and let's go back to the opener of, Hey, we're in this for fun, right? So baseball is fun. We started a, a silly podcast, um, because we enjoy being around each other and talking to each other regularly. So, um, make sure you're keeping everything in perspective. Um, not everything is, you know, baseball or die. Um, some things are just to have fun with. Um, so, uh, all the commissioners out there, take a chill pill. Don't, don't be, you know, don't be the football Nazi. Um, be, be the guy that everybody looks to and goes, all right, that was, you know, you did that with integrity. You, you did the right thing there. So that was kind of what happened in that scenario. Um, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit bitter if Alan Lazard blows up, uh, and and Brandon has him for a dollar, you know, in his starting lineup. Uh, but, you know, I'll make a I'll make a commissioner move later on that. So. <laughs> yeah, and
0: yeah, and just just add to it. Don't you know? I don't want anybody to take this as mad as is tooting his own horn or patting his own back because it. I think it. I think it, it, he'll do that anyways. But uh, no, I, I think it was the right move. And and here's the thing: I actually put Alan Lazard up to start bidding him up to give to, to take another position away from Matt. Um, I, I'm, I'm totally happy with having him at $1. However, right. I would not have been upset had Matt actually paused it. I understood the technical difficulty, difficulty came through. Um, I, and I would have obviously, you know, jeered him for ex- exercising his commissioner status and doing that. But at the same time, I couldn't have been too mad because I knew he would have been targeting him and would have picked him up regardless. So, um, no, good. Good on Matt. I think that was. I think that was the right move as a commissioner to do that and just to show, you know, uh, that it's that it, you know, that it's done in good faith and that this is this isn't, as he said, this isn't fantasy football or die. We can, we can let some things go and and move on with life. So, all right, um, Matt, did you have a did you have a steal of the draft? I don't know if you you said, was it Alan Lazard? I mean, that's a pretty good steal, but
2: I. Feel uh you know i i got how much did i get higby for
0: no you didn't get Higby.
2: yeah i'm i'm you pretty didn't get
0: higby. i did i did i
2: didn't oh never <laughs> mind uh that's, that's a, a great draft. deal
0: though i'm glad you brought that up um, yeah mr tyler higby that is yeah. a good no, that's, deal. that's actually <laughs> that's actually a pretty good draft
2: um who did i get at the very end um you, you, picked you picked up number twos. You
0: picked Gus Edwards. Edwards. You got uh oh no, no you didn't no you didn't did school year did. you, did. you got Malcolm Brown. Brown. Malcolm Brown, yeah.
2: Nope, the one prior to that. uh
0: Boston Scott. That that's a good
2: one. That's a very good one. That's gonna be my skill. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's 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 one good for a Dollar. He, he has scandal. He's 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 basically right, he's he's Austin Eckler, but not in the primary role yet. So I mean we talked about it extensively last week if Miles if Miles sanders goes down this guy is the guy in this offense and they don't have any other receiving options and he was the number i believe seven running back for the last four weeks of last year so he has uh he has the appeal by himself so uh that's definitely my my steal okay. with that.
0: i want to throw a couple of them out there guys just to just to get a quick let's do it just kind of a quick uh yay or nay sort of buy or sell um so chase Edmonds nine dollars Nay. you got, you got him, didn't it didn't you i couldn't i, I couldn't oh, bid I nine because you got you bid you took me up to my max
2: that's right that's right uh, so yeah i mean i have to i say
0: I, I would i would have said yay because i would have bid 10 if i would have had it but that's just because i have kenyan drake uh deshaun jackson for seven i'll give that a yay nay uh, chris chris thompson for three Yay! I mean yeah. I, probably about right. <laughs> about right.
1: I think that's correct.
0: Meh is the <laughs> okay. Uh Bryce Love for two. Oh, Washington.
1: N- no, nah, nay. Nay.
0: nay on that one. Uh let's run through like two more. Some of these one dollar. Adrian Peterson for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Those
2: are both those are both Justin's, both Washington running backs. Um, nay. Nay. I'm
0: totally nay on that one uh antonio brown for a dollar nay he's never gonna play another
2: but if he does i'm a a yay
0: on it just because i'm a fan of stashing guys for a dollar uh a gronk is my example i stashed him for a year and he's a starting uh tight end in tampa bay now justin jackson for a dollar nay i don't think he gets on the field I'm i I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a I don't either. um either. I actually dropped him. I had him uh, for uh, two years. So, all right. Uh, last thing, let's make this quick uh, guys. Uh, Cause we're running a little bit short on time here. Let's run through a couple of uh, wasted dollars. I think we just kind of hit on the yay or nay. So Jackson, I think was a waste dollar. Dwayne Haskins, I think was a total waste of a dollar. Um, he's going to, Maybe start for a week or two, and then Alex Smith takes over the reins. Um, you guys agree with that? Dollar was wasted.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would not. I mean, yes. If if he can figure it out, cool. It's a buck, but I have no faith in him.
0: Right. Um, I, I'm gonna actually put down nine dollars was wasted on Philip Rivers. Do you guys agree? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> uh so, okay okay i got a defensive i got two defensive ones actually that i want to talk about and see what you guys think so jj watt for four dollars
1: i'm actually gonna say that isn't wasted because we changed how uh defensive linemen can score more points this year which i voted against but i
2: i i think that you vote against that's everything. not
1: true that's not true i voted i voted <laughs> yes on like two things this offseason
2: I I think it's, I think it's about right. So I don't, I'm not a yay and I'm not a nay. I think it's about right for him. I, I wanted to sneak him through and get him for a dollar or two. um. But as, I mean, the, the margin with defensive lineman is, you know, if JJ Watt has his ultimate season, he's going to score 185 points. Sam Hubbard for Cincinnati, who I got for a dollar after I dropped him for six, I think, um, is going to score 155 or 160 points so it, it's really in relation to your you know your top echelon scoring people at the position versus what you can get for a bargain you know quote unquote bargain prices um, so four against one you save three dollars um, now I can now I can purchase Chase Edmonds for you know nine dollars I can I can bid up Chase Edmonds to nine dollars and have some salary cap so uh, it, it, I think it's about right.
0: You could have done that anyways. You had like two hundred dollars left in salary cap. Um, now it's kind of along the same veins. Uh, Cameron Hayward, four dollars, pass.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I probably have more money than I need to in defensive players, but defensive linemen above two, I I kind of shrug at. Yeah, I
2: I, I think I saw a stat. I think I saw a stat about uh three or four months ago. Uh I think Cameron Hayward actually owns the record in the NFL for the most sacks against a single quarterback. Can you name that quarterback?
1: Ooh. Phillip Andy
0: Rivers. Dalton. Oh, it could have been Andy Dalton. He's
2: No in the and no. He's in the he's in the NFC South. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt no, Ryan.
1: Because yeah, he just went to Pittsburgh. I'm an
0: idiot.
2: You got I'm an it. Idiot. Matt Ryan. I think he's got oh, like yeah, he 22 was in, or 23 sacks against yeah, Matt was Ryan's,
0: wasn't he? Yeah, that makes sense.
2: I mean, it's crazy.
0: That makes sense. But no, I mean, for, for me, right, I, I actually had Cameron Hayward for like seven. So for me, this is a this is a pretty big pickup because I, I had to pick up defensive linemen. So um, I got Cameron Hayward for four. I'm okay with it because, you know, Scotty, you mentioned that the the rule change with, uh, with hurries and knockdowns, I think that's going to give a little bit more value to the top the top tier guys um and Cameron Hayward has consistently been ranked like the number one defensive defensive lineman like he's for the last like two or three years um he gets double teamed all the time and and no he hurries quarterbacks and i think he's going to score those extra points and and i care so all right um I think that's about it. I think that kind of wraps up the episode here. Um, Scotty, let's, let's, let's give you a plug one more time. What's, uh, where can everybody find you at?
1: Yep. uh, My Twitter account is at Scott Wildcat. And then uh, my podcast, if you're a K-State sports fan, Bosco's Boys, it's on uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, just anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And we are, we're on Twitter at uh, FBBurners that's f b b e r n e r matt is it burners or burner
2: uh i believe it's burner. you can find
0: it on both really like it's the app
2: (laughs) sorry i need to be better at that
0: we're not we're not great at twitter or social media but
2: fb burner singular one one
0: burner but there's actually two burners so there's there's three but there's only two of us on here so um yeah that i think that about wraps it up matt let's take off the pads All right, and we will uh, we'll look at getting another couple episodes out next week. This will air. uh, This should air tomorrow. That's Friday, uh, the 28th. So you all should be able to listen to this on the 28th and uh, catch all the awesome action from the auction. We will talk to you guys later. Thanks, Scotty.
1: Anytime, boys.
0: Love Love you, Scotty.